woke, high IQ stupid people. They're easy to recognize. They hate George Washington. They hate Thomas Jefferson. They hate Dr. Zeus and they hate Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> the, these woke, high IQ stupid people, they walk around, they walk around with Ziploc bags of kale. If they can eat to give them energy. Now, if you want to eat kale, that's up to you. I don't eat kale. You know why? Because kale tastes to me like I'd rather be fat. <laughs> and these high IQ pe stupid people, the wokers in charge in Washington, D.C., the berserk wing of the Democratic Party, they hyperventilate on their yoga mats if, if you use the wrong pronoun. They're all over Washington, D.C. Welcome back to Liberty Matters, where Sean and I are discussing current events and connecting the dots through conservative worldview with an aim to put faith back into politics. So, Sean, how's it going? <laughs> Doing good, man. How are you? That opening uh, voiceover was hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was uh, the old Senator John Kennedy of uh, Louisiana. He does have some of the best quips and lines because he's comes from you know the older school of not politically I, I correct stupid people <laughs> dude i was like i love it man it was like you can spot these people everywhere because they walk around with bags of kale in <laughs> ziploc bags said that would taste like be i'd rather be fat yeah that's kind of what i think of kale so he hit the nail on the head with that one so yeah i figured uh like i said sean every once in a while i throw these certain audio clips to surprise you to see your, your reaction live so there you go that was senator uh, like john them. kennedy for you um, so, everybody, welcome to the show. We have a, a good show for you guys. Uh, it's uh, our area of focus we're going to try and cover and discuss today. How two or some of the recent things that happened this past week um, with our wonderful trash Joe Biden administration. Um, and that has to do with the recent Brittany Griner swap for the Russian arms dealer, Victor Bout. So, Brittany Griner, <laughs> that was swapped for Victor Bout. And... The other piece we're going to talk about is what's going on with Kirsten Cinema, the Democrat Center from Arizona. So that's going to be our two areas of focus. And beyond that, we'll see where we kind of go today. If anything else we want to throw into the show. So, Sean, yeah, let's let's like jump into this a little bit and talk about this Brittany Griner swap. So, like, what exactly happened here? Um, for those who aren't aware, which I'm sure it's look, it's been wall to wall, it's being covered everywhere. Is Brittany Griner a WNBA player? A um, black athlete, a lesbian, um, whatever other checkbox you want to throw on there. Brittany Griner um, was, I think it was in February, Sean. She was arrested back in Russia in February, coming out of the Russian. Uh, she goes she goes and plays basketball in Russia in the Winter League, and she was arrested going through the airport for with having, what is a vial, whatever. She, she had a cannabis vape pen, whatever the heck it was on her. And she got arrested for it. And I think it was sentenced to like 10 years of hard labor in prison in a Russian gulag. Uh, she was, it was uh, the penal colony. Yeah. Well, see, so here's the thing. First, could she just not smoke weed for like a week? And then, like, um, but anyway, so that's what she got arrested for. Whatever, right? It's a petty weed 
charge that she was thrown in, but it's illegal in Russia. And you have to understand the laws, where you are, what you're going and what country you're traveling in. Now, the issue around this is not to me, has nothing to do with the fact that, okay, whatever, we got Brittany Griner home. This solely has to do the problem around this. What occurred was the Joe Biden administration through the secretary of state with Anthony Blinken and everyone, they worked a deal to trade Brittany Griner, a WNBA player for one of the worst criminals on the planet, Victor Bout, who goes by the nickname of the Merchant of Death. He's a Russian arms dealer, which, by the way, Sean, I don't want to hear a single thing from a Democrat say anything about gun control, but you already know they're already doing that because you just turned around and gave away a Russian arms dealer. Yeah, the irony is, is the day that we let the arms dealer go, Joe Biden went to a a ceremony or something for gun victims and, gun, and, and yep. wanted, you know, yeah. was preaching more gun control. Yeah. But meanwhile, there's, okay. Well, there's so many different, uh, you know, levels that you could get into in, in the hypocrisy and, and just terrible thinking of, of, of how this went down and, and why, why her, Right. Like, obviously, yeah. she's an she's an athlete. So she she garners some extra attention. But she's known for saying that she doesn't think that there should be playing the national anthem before sports games or before her games. Uh, you know, well, she comes she, she she comes from the hate America crowd, the take a knee yeah. BLM crowd. Right. And and, and she it's what so so it's it's not okay for her to get arrested and go to jail for a drug crime in another country but it's okay for so many people in our country to be in jail well, for, for yeah, the exact so you have same the thing. same thing you have thousands of people in this country for marijuana charges where and regardless wherever you land on that whole spectrum for it against it whatever it doesn't matter the difference is you have thousands of people here in prison for those charges, and yet she okay, Joe Biden's going to do what he can to make sure she gets released from a Russian prison for that. But as you saw, like it was all over CNN, it was all over the View, and all every other little leftist outlet that they're all celebrating that. Oh well, this is a great moment for the LGBT community and the minorities, and how they got her out of there. I'm like, okay, so now you made it about her race, you made it about her whatever she likes to get into bed with affiliation right it has nothing to do with the fact of bringing a u.s citizen home it has to do with all these extraneous factors and what you're ignoring the fact is it's you traded a russian arms dealer now to be clear sean this guy was what he was when they had um victor bout he was arrested in thailand in 2008 and they had extradited to the u.s in 2010 and he was convicted in a manhattan court in 2011 for a was it? it was conspiracy to kill u.s citizens the delivery of anti-aircraft missiles and convicted of providing aid to terrorist organizations. So this guy has a horrible record and a horrible rap sheet and he's in convicted with serve in the middle of serving his prison sentence. But of course, Vladimir Putin, which I found very interesting, the timing of this, Sean, what did Vladimir Putin not want is one, he didn't want to give Biden a win. So this deal, one, this looks really bad for the United States of America. Two, it happens right after the midterms. Right after they waited till after the December 6th Georgia midterm, right? So the, they didn't do this before. They made sure this happened after the fact. Um, and while all this is happening, what's what's occurring is 
there's there's been this other push that this was always being discussed that there's another person individual out there the U, a former u.s marine paul whelan who was left behind and look i'll be clear as a u.s marine myself um this guy he, look, he didn't have the perfect record he made mistakes he was Bad conduct discharged allegedly back. Well, he was bad conduct discharged back in two thousand. I I thought he was. I, I thought he was arrested for uh, conspiracy to spy in Russia. Well, that was in Russia. I'm talking back when he was in, when he was in the Marine Corps. So oh. when he was in the Marine Corps, he was kicked out of the Marine Corps for with a bad conduct discharge for committing larceny and writing a bad check or something in our. It, um, so look, he doesn't have the perfect record. And in some cases, but he's still, again, one, he served his country pr- prior, and two, he's a U.S. citizen. Brittany Griner, also U.S. citizen. Um, but they chose, on one side, a guy who cares about his country to leave him behind, and the other, they traded and they got a Brittany Griner who hates his country. Um, and I wonder how long it's going to take her to start kneeling for the national anthem again. And But when you look at this with Paul Whelan, so you have a U.S. Marine who was left behind, and you traded for Brittany Griner with the Russian arms dealer. So it still comes back to the fact of why is it that Democrats, Sean, have a trend? They have a trend that trades convicted criminals or terrorists for a U.S. citizen or an, a celebrity or whoever it may be. Right. And this isn't something that's brand An new. anti-American person. Yes. For that, for that matter. And it's also because... Paul Whelan doesn't have the same megaphone and a microphone as family that a WNBA player has. Which, by the way, Sean, I uh, I, oh, I saw that it was on a meme that I saw of this. I think this is probably the first time that anybody actually was aware that there was a WNBA trade. I was like, I thought that was hilarious. I was like, yeah, because uh, they have a, a viewer, their audience is of like five people. And I think mostly it's because their friends and family are being held hostage and they have to go watch them. The WNBA is so annoying. I, I saw this thing, uh, you know, because they were complaining about that they want to get paid uh, percentage-wise the same as the men do, right? And somebody did the math, and they're like, "Okay, that's fair. If you want to do that, you owe the WNBA eighty thousand dollars a year because it's losing money every year." Yeah, well, that's where I think even the w, I think it was the WNBA. Like a lot of the WNBA teams in their contracts, they get paid from the NBA teams. Yeah, just yeah. to From just their, to their exist, they have to fund com- you, sister team. Yeah, yeah, they're funding them because it's a bankrupt league. <clears throat> yeah, but we have to prop it up. So with that, you have the WNBA player Brittany Griner, who's a because she is an image to the LGBT community, she gets an easy out. So you're going to tell me what? You're it looks more and more like that fact that you so you go for someone who hates America and leave the guy who cares about America behind. And you go for someone who is a white male, leave him behind. And you go for someone who is a that checks the boxes in the uh, politically correct LGBT crowd, whatever you want to go, right? Yeah, yeah. It, um, and for for a guy that capitalized on the fall of the Soviet Union, took basically free uh, leftover ammunitions and sold it to countries around the world. Uh, the dude is super smart, though. He can speak like five languages. Yeah, and so can Melania Trump, but they attack her. So, uh, but that's not because they don't. <laughs> so, but that's the idea of you know they always look at the wrong things of how to what to appreciate. I'll say so. And it's getting back. So we traded Russian arms deal, right? And that's the problem here. This trade is not the fact that okay, fine, we got Brittany Griner home. She's a U.S. citizen. Fine. 
The issue at hand is what you're doing. You're setting a precedent. Now, for any time a U.S. citizen or somebody travels abroad, they have a target on their head because all these nations, criminal organizations, terrorist organizations know that the U.S. government, as long as the Democrat in charge, has set this precedent. Why? And I'll give you two more examples of this, Sean. Let's go back in the time machine. Back in April 2022, what did Joe Biden do? He traded to get a U.S. Marine out of a prison in Russia, which was Trevor Reed. Again, a great move getting the U.S. Marine out of prison in Russia, right? But what he traded was the guy's name that I said earlier in this, um, which is uh, Konstantin Yaroshenko, who is a Russian pilot who was serving a 20-year sentence being for cocaine smuggling charges here in the U.S., right? So this guy is what you trade. You trade a guy who's working as a drug smuggler for Trevor Reed. And now you traded a Russian arms dealer for Brittany Griner. And again, Paul Whelan's still stuck sitting in the Russian prison. At a minimum, this should have always been Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner for Victor Bout. It never should have been for Victor Bout. Um, but you damn it damn well should have never been for just this WNBA player, right? I'm like, if you're going to a level, and we should have never been in giving a Russian arms dealer for that matter altogether. And yeah. I'll take that one uh, step further. Yeah. I, I think Russia said that they weren't they weren't gonna consider anything without uh bout being released, right? Like that yeah, was their, so why they is said that it had to be it had to be bout, which ironically like He's and this probably is the time, still got a ton of arms stashed around when Russia needs more ammo, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I was just going to say. So at a time when they need him more than ever, very convenient that you release a Russian arms dealer when they're in this war that is they're going to try and pull us into in the Ukraine, right? Um, so taking this one step further, so that was what Joe Biden did in April of 2022. Now he's done this in December of 2022. You've traded and swapped two U.S. citizens and gotten two criminal for two high profile criminals. But where does this even go back further? Who's the one who set this precedent? Who's the one that started going down this path? Was there none other than the, the holy grail to the Democrats of Barack Obama? Barack Obama started this when he did this trade, when he traded Bo Bergdahl for five Gitmo detainees that are high level Taliban commanders. And so what was it? That was like back in 2014 when it went down. Yeah. Um, so just a real quick recap on that piece, like Bo Bergdahl on that piece. He was a deserter, an army sergeant who was a deserter back in 2009. Um, I think and I'll he's say, trans look, now. Was that him or is it one of the other ones? I, 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 think, thought, I think, no, you're thinking of Chelsea Manning or whatever. Like what's the other one? No, that was the girl. The, I thought he was the, I thought he look, look it up. Trans. But I was saying, I think that's the other one you're talking about. The, um, maybe I may be wrong, but while, while you're saying, I'll while, look it up. But it's so what, look the little background. 2009. Why this one's a little bit personal, Bo Bergdahl to me, what bothers me is because I I was my unit that I was in in the United States Marine Corps was in Afghanistan in 2009 while this stuff was going on, and a lot of operations got affected. A lot of people's lives got affected. Um, personnel operations, military equipment, everything had to be geared and focused. And things are shifted to focusing and trying to find where and what happened with Bo Bergdahl. And lo and behold, he was later, he's now pled guilty of being a deserter. And he is getting, what was, it, was dishonorably discharged from the army. But it was, again, this was all because when 
Barack Obama told us in the Rose Garden that they saved this hero and had nothing. They lied to everybody in the Rose Garden at the time when they brought Bo Bergdahl for this trade in 2014 for the uh, Gitmo 5. Now, this uh, Gitmo 5, to be very clear, what Barack Obama traded in for getting Bo Bergdahl, let's go from the top. He traded Mohammed Fazel, who is a Taliban deputy minister of defense and served in the Taliban army chief. And he was being prosecuted for uh, war crimes, including massive kill, a lot of massive killings. Um, you have Mullah Narullah Narui, who's a senior commander, and he was a Taliban governor of Balak and Alagman provinces. He was a high-ranking Taliban official in the northern city of Mazar uh, Sharif when the Taliban fought the U.S. forces in 2001. You have Mohammed Nabi, who was another senior Taliban official who had ties to the Haqqani network and was the chief of security for the Taliban. And, and again, right, so there, there's five of these guys. There's two more, whatever. They all have the same tracker. They're high Taliban officials. One of them is a deputy intelligence official. Um, another one had direct ties to Mul Mullah Omar and Osama bin Laden. And yet Barack Obama chose to give these people back. And what happened? These five, Barack Obama also told us, they would not go back into the battlefield. Guess what? All five of them went back into the battlefield working for the Taliban. And a few of these were the individuals of this Gitmo 5 that were working on the negotiations with the Biden administration um, during the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. Which, Sean, what, what did we leave? It was like $80 billion worth of military equipment behind. Uh, at what, least. At, at least. least. And not even to mention the thousands of American citizens that they left behind that Barack, uh, Joe Biden pretended that they did not. So again, you have Barack Obama lying about the whole process of getting Bo Bergdahl. You have Joe Biden lying about everything in Afghanistan, the withdrawal, what we left behind. Um, you have the same Gitmo 5 being a part of that negotiation. And this isn't, but they're going to say this is all just coincidence. I tend to find that hard to believe. Um, and then you look at the reason I mentioned these ones. So Barack Obama did this. He set the president and started this foundation for trading um, high profile criminals and terrorists for U.S. citizens and service members. And then you have Joe Biden has now done this time and time again. And why the issue for that is it again now sets a precedent going forward that like we I said earlier is criminal organizations, other terrorist cells all throughout the world see that they're aware of it. You don't think that puts U.S. citizens at lives at risk as they wherever you travel, wherever you go, especially if you're a U.S. military ser or service member or a politician or whatever it may be. Every single person has a increased risk on their life if they travel outside the United States today. And you can thank none other than the guy who sits at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in the Oval Office. Yeah, definitely putting more lives at risk. Um Especially with those border countries, right? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, well, heck, look at what's his face. Uh, what is Mexico going to send around Tucker out? Like they're they're going to try and kidnap, go for a vacation, go for a vacation down to Mexico, go to Cancun, anywhere, whatever, right? What what if they happen to want to make someone to get kidnapped to say, oh, you want this for El Chapo, right? Right. So I can see again. <laughs> Do we want anything to happen? Absolutely not. But we need to be aware when these decisions are made on foreign policy decisions, what is the result? And people say, oh, there's nothing else they could have do. I'll tell you that's garbage because you want to know why? Because Donald Trump did it differently. 
Donald Trump, I think it was Kash Patel was saying this, that um, they brought home at least it was like 54 different hostages from various nations throughout the world. Now, yeah, didn't he get uh, three people released from North Korea with us ha- not having to give up anything? Yep. Yeah, exactly. And well, he was also the first same time the first president who went to North Korea s- since the Korean Wars um, crossed over the DMZ line, right? And, and they said that that was for show. That that was all yeah. for show. <laughs> yeah, and it was it. For, if you call for show, bringing home three U.S. citizens and you didn't have to give up anything, I'll take it. Right. And I mean, look, what else did he do? He brought home. There was a there's a range of people from like the former CIA officer Sabrina de Souza, mm-hmm. who was held in Portugal for over eighteen months. Um, there was an American businesswoman Sandy Fain Gil- uh, Gillis, who was released from China, and Caitlin Coleman and her family, who were discharged from the Haqqani Taliban network in the pa- Pakistan and Afghanistan areas. Um, what else did we have? There was another. There's American journalist. There no, was a American, couple people from China. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you got stuff out of China. So you can't tell me these nations aren't able to figure out ways to do it. And guess what? Um, you also had uh, the American Joshua Holt, who was released from Venezuela in prison. Mm. You had the Christian pastor, Andrew Brunson, who was released in Turkey. And you had the NASA scientist, Sirkin Golge, who was released, I think, also from Turkey. Um, so uh, – and these are just to name a few, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a long his- – there's a history here and a pattern of – there's a big difference. Trump didn't sit here and give over high-profile terrorists and criminals. He found other means, other measures um, to get it, whether it was from putting sanctions against the Turkish ministers. That's how he got Andrew Brunson out. Mm-hmm. He found ways to engage foreign leaders such as Egypt, such as North Korea, Sean, that you mentioned, with and also using indirect engagement via the proxy network such as things in like the UAE right, to help release the hostages that were in Yemen. There are things that he did. He did it differently, but he did not give over a terrorist. He did not give over high-profile criminals like this. But Barack Obama did. Joe Biden had – that's all. He continues to make a pattern of now. So this is the reason why it's a concern to me, right? Um, And – but yet everything they always try and say, like somehow – again, this goes back to this is increasing the risk and the threat and the problem of national security into the United States of America. So yeah, that's the bigger piece that comes back to this one, Sean, about this whole Brittany Griner swap. And to be clear, what people don't and aren't aware of why this is a concern is when you're already increasing the threat on American lives. I think the last time I looked at this, on average, there's between two to 300 Americans that get um, that from aid workers, journalists, tourists, students, um, pastors, business people, whatever, dual citizens get abdu- that get abducted by non-state actors uh, and criminal organizations or terrorists or detained abroad annually, right? So you don't think that's going to become a big risk when these groups start seeing this? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So with that, look, again, more to watch, but this is why we need to be very aware of what's going on. I'll say, all I'll say is Donald Trump and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo did it very differently and a much more professional and a better... Pro, they did it much better from, I'll say, from a national security perspective, right? Kept, kept the world safer while getting people home. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, I mean, look, we don't have to get deep into it, right? But even that's why you saw all the peace throughout the Middle East with Abraham Accords and all these Islamic nations coming in partnerships and befriending with Israel, right? Those things were happening. And that's all falling apart now under Joe Biden. So don't sit here and tell me he's making things better and safer in the world. Um, so with that, uh, yeah, well. I don't know. There, there, I'm sure there's going to be more to come on. There's more to talk about on it. And one last thing, I'm, I, I'm not talking a ton about it yet because I want to wait to see where it goes with this, is they were hinting at this idea that Saudi Arabia and I think maybe the UAE were actually helping broker this 
swap. There's going to be more to come on that because I want to see more of the validity behind it before we dig deep into it, Sean. Um, but it does bring up questions, right? Because the one thing, the only thing I'll throw out there is, to, if you recall the, was it the Tur- was he the Turkish journalist Khashoggi who got killed by the Saudi Arabian prince? Oh yeah, the the uh, they were giving him amn- amnesty. Yeah, well, yeah, and they were gonna, so they ended up somehow this guy Khashoggi ended up getting killed by Mohammed bin Salam's team, right? And Khashoggi just disappeared and has never been heard of again. And just not even a month ago, magically, Saudi Arabia suddenly it was Joe Biden who came out and said, "Oh no, they should do nothing. They've done a great thing. They dropped the charges against them. Um, they're not going to go anything for the killing of the journalist, the Turkish Turkish journalist, the Khashoggi." So my question is. Did that have anything to do if Saudi Arabia was in the brokering of this? It sounds like it. The U.S. had a push to get that dropped with Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia then turned helping here broker this deal to get Russia Victor Bout. Saudi Arabia has been busy uh, working with a lot of other countries around the world. Yeah. I mean, like I said, well, there's like I said, there's more to see. We're not going to dig too deep into that, but. I want to see more behind that before we say anything really further. But it, yeah, what it does do is bring qu- more questions than any answers. And all yeah. in all, this thing with the Britain Griner trade swap, the first time anybody ever thought of or even considered to care at all about a WNBA trade, um, the bigger deal is this has to do with a one of pr- a prolific Russian arms dealer and a threat to the national security. This isn't a. This is fine. Great. It's great. You brought a U.S. citizen's home. U.S. citizen home. That is aside from the reality of what's going on with the trading a Russian arms dealer. So let's turn gears. And Sean, let's talk about this one, because this I thought this was interesting. I saw this one popping up. Senator Kirsten Cinema out of Arizona has renounced her affiliation with the Democrat Party. She is now going to go out as an independent. And I f- look again, I find it interesting, very timing. You see some of these conservatives that are trying to jump to the board of saying like, oh, this is great. Look, the Democrat Party's falling apart. I'm more the side of A, you need to prove it. B, I don't believe it because she's coming up for re-election in 2024. Yeah, I think it's just an optics thing. She's trying to garner support and and put a little bit of distance between her and the Liberal Party, but uh, she's still very, very much votes along party lines. Yeah, and and I'll say this thing that look. It, she by doing this now, you know that she knows that allegedly the Democrats are going to come after her. Um, so it behooves her to be more aligning to the right, which fine. But again, you have yeah, to prove it. But I don't I, think I that's think really that, the case of it, though. I, I don't think that the Democrats are going to come after her. I think they're going to use it to their advantage, right? It, it's going to play into it looking like she's more neutral or, or maybe possibly uh, going conservative. But I think in the long run, she's still going to get support, and they're going to they're going to parlay it into a reelection in twenty twenty four to try because they're going to struggle to to keep more seats or keep the seats that they have in in twenty twenty four, right? So, I think this might be a strategic move. Yeah, no, that's any any. So just for optics, nothing's changing. Yeah, that's what I think. I think it's solely for the optics. I don't think. Look, she can come out and have to prove it completely different, right? But all I think this is, it looks like for optics. This is, it's a play, right, for her for 2024. Um, what is she going to caucus with? Is she still going to caucus with the DNC? Is, how is she going to vote? So, now that makes me think. So, like, her voting record, Sean, let me see this real fast. Kirsten Cinema's voting record 
If we check her Liberty score from conservative view, 95.2% liberal. That's not go. somebody who sounds as an independent to me, right? Nope. Um, mm-hmm. So you have about, to make me think differently, Sean, she has to vote probably 95.2% different. <laughs> right? It's even if it were 50 50, then yeah, you could say it, you're independent or maybe 60 40. Well, that's what like, I'm saying. For her to get back to make this a 50 50, she has a long road to go, right? She has to come the whole other side to show up. But the question is let's look down her recent voting record. For someone who just said that she's somehow decided now to renounce the Democrat Party, why? Uh, I mean, obviously, right. we think it's t- we think it's a tactical thing, right? But yeah. what did she do? She voted to pass the Inflation Reduction Act. She voted on June 24th to support gun control. Yeah. Um, it, so on June 21st, she voted again to advance the gun control legislation out of passage, pat, the gun control legislation to be passed without ever reading the bill. In May 2019, she voted to fund the war in Ukraine to give Joe Biden his first $40 billion aid package. Um, let's see. What did she do? So, oh, March... 11th on a bill that was blocking funding for earmarks in the $1.5 trillion omnibus bill. What did she do? She voted against it. So she didn't want to block the earmarks. She was all for earmarks on the bill. And she passed a $1.5 trillion omnibus funding bill that Biden's vaccine mandates were a part of. So she included that voting for the vaccine mandates. She voted for them to codify. Oh, here's the, here's the interesting one. In a vote to the codify, codify Roe v. Wade in a federal law and kill states' restrictions on abortions, she voted for it. Again, I mean, I don't have to keep going. I could keep going down her record, but it's, like I said, 95.2% liberal. Yep. And 4.8% of the time that she voted with the conservative side. So, again, there's a lot to see there, more to see where she's actually going to go. She doesn't have to prove it. I don't believe any of it. I think, like we... I mean, you and I both agree. I think at this point, it's it's a pure tactic play. Um, and one thing, look, you want to prove it. Here's an idea. Why don't you go call out Maricopa County? You're running for election yeah. in 2024. Do you want to fix that problem? Or how about the Secretary of State that forced people, uh, you know, threatened them with with um, being arrested for not certifying an election? Yeah, the Secretary of State who is running for governor. Yeah, she didn't recuse herself? herself and say that she's, uh, <laughs> you know, that somebody else is going to manage that because she's running for governor. Like, yeah, where's the conflict of interest? That alone should disqualify her if she didn't recuse herself from managing the election. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, what like you said, that we're just putting out there that the Kirsten Cinema is allegedly claiming to no longer be the Democrat and was going to be independent. But at the same time, again, so is Bernie Sanders. He's an independent, but where does he caucus and how does he vote? Purely with the Democrats. So this whole idea of yes on the face value, this takes away the Democrats have the 51-49 control of the Senate. But for the actuality of what she does, it's the same exact thing. So, I mean, we'll, like I said, we'll see where she goes. Well, um Look, I, I, the only reason I said the benefits that I would like to see her suddenly magically wake up and uh, realize that she's a problem of what's being caused into Arizona and maybe she'll start pushing back to the right. But I highly doubt it. I'm, I'll be cl- I, Sean, I would gladly be proven wrong here. I would like to be gladly proven wrong. I'm just going to throw this out there because there's something we constantly see, all this stuff about attack since you mentioned gun control and Joe Biden going after it. Um, I want to 
because what we don't often ever hear about is when there's like I think there's almost what the actual data shows there's almost two million gun cell gun defenses lawful gun defense use per year, right? And it doesn't get talked about. All you ever hear about is whatever mass shooting, whatever they want to call about, whatever happens. Um, and if it fits their narrative, they talk about it, right? So I want to throw, a, we're going to sprinkle in here every time what stories, what you don't hear about is the uh, s- stuff where a armed citizen saves lives, right? And why the two Second Amendment is important. It was recently in July of this year, in Lincoln County, Mississippi, during the early morning hours of Tuesday, July 19th, police received a call about a man threatening people at one residence, but the man had left before officers arrived. However, as they investigated that incident, they received another call about a man breaking into a home and assaulting two men there. When they arrived at the scene, they found that a neighbor there had also been attacked. Again, as they investigated, they received another disturbing call. This time, that a man had attempted to hit somebody with his car and had been shot. The man, who was later found to be connected to each of these disturbances and died of his injuries at the hospital. Basically, so he, this man was the guy who was causing all the disturbances and violent crimes. And the guy who actually ended up saying it was an armed citizen who ended up stopping it. And the armed citizen is not being charged because he was defending himself and the lives of others around him. Um, so that was back in July in Mississippi. So, right, like I said, so. Uh, occasionally just throw, throw some of those stories that you don't often hear out there. Right. Um, and I got to look, there's always, I got a couple more of these all day that we could do this all day. <laughs> uh, but you don't ever hear about it, but it's important to know the firearms are being used to save people's lives. Get, uh, get protected and get educated. Yeah, absolutely. It comes down. Look, it comes with proper awareness, comes with training, um, and comes with responsibility. This isn't something you just do. Right. And we've Sean, you and I both do this, right? We spend time, we do a ton of training on this stuff. Because at the end of the day, it comes down to who's gonna, who you're just gonna you protect, your family, you, or are you gonna, or are you gonna be reactionary and hope that maybe the cops may get there in time. Which the average response time in the U.S. is like, last I saw was like 21 minutes. So, the average robbery is three to four minutes. So good luck, you do the math. Yep. But yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's like we said, the big things we talked. We wanted to talk about how to do the Brittany Griner swap for uh, Victor Bout, and how the Victor Bout side where the Russian arms here brought a big national security risk. And Kirsten Cinema flipping from a Democrat to a independent is unique, but uh, it's to be determined if it actually means anything at all. Yep. So with that, I'll say uh, everyone have a great week. Look, give us a follow, a like, a subscri- subscribe to our show. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. You can follow us on most social media platforms at The Liberty Matters. And thank you all. Have a great week. And remember... To stand for truth, kneel for God, be the light. God bless America.